welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange, formerly the She Yearns podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Hey, from my shelter in place to yours, welcome. I'm glad you are sharing this space with me. If you are on the current timeline, you and I are entering about week four of togetherness, thanks to spring break, and then the bonus spring break after that, possibly, with a minimum of two more weeks to go, sheltering in place to some degree with those we live among. I have seen some memes roaming around social media that communicate this lifestyle is not very different for some. They are so glad everyone else is finally on board with their normal introverted mode of operation. But for others, like the majority, all of this has brought some change. We were walking a couple of nights ago from the park, you know, on the sidewalk in a line (laughs) six feet apart. Now, this is not all of us, you know, there's probably five of us I think you were going. And this woman uh, from across the street in the next neighborhood flings open her second floor window and begins to yell out in a friendly, I don't even know what she was saying, waving, but she's so glad to see some real life people. She's clearly needing some relief. She's been in there way too long. (laughs) And another set of neighbors I've noticed is reverted to spending the day in their lawn chairs, in their garage, just, they're just watching cars go by. (laughs) They're not doing anything. They're way too young for that. They are way younger than us, but that's what they're doing. All of my husband's co-workers are working, except for him, they're all working remotely for the first time and like many of yours are doing, but they've discovered WhatsApp and they're using it. At first, they were just using it for work stuff, but now it's become their own personal Facebook and it's cracking me up. They posted like hundreds of messages in the feed and it's like a mini social media site. (laughs) They've got pictures going back and forth. It's hilarious. I was talking to my sister the other day in the middle of all of our crazy new lifestyle and just telling her what was going on and me homeschooling the six and trying to work and two college students, the dog and the cats and the turtle and the husband who's working from home and still going to work at the same time. And she's like, you know, it'd be a really good idea if you shared some of that. We'd really like to hear about it on your podcast. And I thought, Okay, well, after the play-by-play I was giving her that day, I'm sure she was thinking it would be more like some comic relief to your own situation because it can get a little hairy over here. But I want to try to do something even more in our few moments together. Comic relief lasts about as long as it took us to walk past that lady hanging out her window, and then it was over. You need something to hang on to in this time, something you can rely on now, and that something for us today is going to come from Hebrews. What I want to do is use our experiences along with the Word of God to offer four strategies for finding peace and purpose in the middle of real life. But first, this is how we're keeping it real at the Strange House Corona 19 2020. It all began at Dairy Queen when I picked up the four littles the Friday before spring break for buy one get one blizzards for 89 cents. Three, count them, three full weeks and four weekends ago. That's where I read to them the email from the school district about maybe having to do digital school if things didn't flatten out pretty quickly. Chad and I had already canceled a work-related trip to California that was supposed to be the very weekend I was at the Dairy Queen because of the virus. And then the college girls came home. And within a week, it was made known that the senior would not be going back 
ever. And the freshman would not finish her first year on campus with her roommate, which she was super sad about. And so when school started back, you know, on the digital platforms, Chad was working from home a few days a week, but still having to go into his office. And I needed to get back to work. Things started to get a little hairy. <laughs> the six who have laptop from school must work on them out in the open because that's just how we do things. Now, the other three, there's a junior. She's sort of allergic to technology, so she's not really a threat <laughs> to use it so she can go where she wants to. And then the college students, of course, work independently wherever they can find a spot. But the others have to work out where I can be with them. So I moved my office to a position where I was closer to them. And if you put a puzzle on that same area that's in progress for my special needs daughter and the laptop that she's allowed to use while we're there, and you put a cat in the middle of that table, <laughs> that's sort of where I'm working at the edge of that table right now. And it's just a few feet from the twins who cannot operate in silence. That's an understatement. The twins never stop talking. Even though they're not in the same classes, they seem to give a play-by-play -play about everything that's going on in their day. And so the sister next to them, she has reverted to downloading a noise app that's going all the time while she's in the same room. God bless her. I don't even know why she's sitting there. I don't know why she doesn't go somewhere else. I couldn't take it. Someone then begins to play an instrument for 45 minutes until the four have practiced across the afternoon. That would be a clarinet, a trumpet, a trombone, and a euphonium um, every single day. So in between the trumpet blasting, because he thinks that's really cool, the other one is trying to so seriously concentrate on his music in the same room at the same time on the euphonium. But the trombone player has also just started practicing about the time they're about to finish upstairs, which reminds the clarinet player, oh yeah, she does need to practice at some point. And then she finishes. And don't forget, the college girl who's just started doing a whole bunch of music different places, she picked up the uh, guitar not too long ago. So now she's practicing and singing along somewhere. It's just spread out enough to last a few hours. <laughs> All that while I'm trying to create and research for the writing projects that I need to turn in every week or produce. And then when the boys are finished making all that noise, they just start making noises out and around the house. They just can't help themselves. They're just 13 year old boys. So by late afternoon, we all head to the park, but you know, not now. Now some, we gotta divide up some because some have to stay and some can go because they all have to record their workouts for their coaches. Either they're in PE, they're in athletics or whatever they're in, but for different levels and different classes. So they've gotta do different things, needless to say. I'm literally running faster than I've run in years because I've just got to get the stress level adrenaline out. <laughs> so it's amazing. At some point before the shelter in place was in place, the glass literally fell out of the front door. <laughs> so we had to tape that up until the guy could get here and take care of that business. And with all that happening, I thought it was a great time that we get some puppies. So I went and picked up some puppies. French herding dogs who are going to get about 80 pounds. Protective, strong runners. So they're going to have long lives who already know their people. And within a few days, they know their people. And they instinctively get between you and the bad guys, which was really important to me, protecting all mine. Because what I really need is something else to do in the middle of a crisis between the hours of 7 a.m. and 9 p.m. every hour. That's, that's just life in a nutshell. 
Uh, now we've added the daily walks and trying to teach puppies to potty outside hourly. So we're still doing laundry. We're still making our own messes and cleaning them up. We're still vacuuming. We're still doing lawn work, just like you. We just do it on a larger scale with more noise, <laughs> lots more noise. And this is the stuff of real life in our real world. We also have more drama because I do have six girls and twin boys who never stop talking. But it offers no solutions or helps to you like that. It just doesn't. So here is our word from Hebrews. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And that is Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. That comes toward the end of the book of Hebrews. It has 13 chapters, and we are at the tail end of the book. Let me be honest. I don't know how to get through a pandemic filled with peace, focused on the purposes for my life, all the while dealing with whatever's thrown at me that I cannot control. What I do know is that in every situation, God is present. Present in the global sense, but also on a very personal level. He's not too busy with the rest of the world to mess with your life. This is what we find in the book of Hebrews here. A God who is completely present, powerfully able, concerned, leading, equipping, yet holding the big picture and how you fit into it in sight. That is what I love about this passage. In difficult situations, good leaders lead. That's what we find in the writer of Hebrews. When the author is writing, it's not a time of peace and prosperity. The words you and I are sharing today are part of the benediction of the book as I was speaking about. Hebrews is a deep theological rally cry for how to thrive in the midst of adversity. What I'm hoping you will sense is that your God is able to be God in your life, still working, still shaping, still purpose building, because somehow a pandemic fits into the plan for how you will best do His will for His glory, even though it wasn't in your planner or mine. So any suggestion will come from a place of authority today, and that's going to come from the book of Hebrews. Here are four strategies for finding peace and purpose in the middle of real life. The first one is going to come out of those verses to keep the main thing the main thing. He says, May the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant. What he's doing here, he's giving a prayer. He ends it with amen. It's a prayer, not like asking for toilet paper or about the economy, although I'm not against going to God about all those things. He just doesn't find it as essential for the person as being equipped for the purposes of God and enabling to do it. Because in verse 21, he says that by the blood of the eternal covenant, that he will equip you with everything good that you may do his will. That's what he's concerned about. And I think that this should tell us something. First of all, how is your prayer life going? There are some fundamental questions for you and those entrusted to you during this time. Are you praying? What does that look like? Are you doing it daily? Is it a regular scheduled function for your day like an appointment? Are you allowing the Lord an opportunity to speak to you by spending time with Him? Because that's how it works. It's not magical. I have a regular place in my own system that I've shared with you on previous 
occasions. And if you ever have questions about it, you want to know the details, the nuts and bolts of it, you can just ask me. And these are not silly, baby, embarrassing, you should know better than this kind of questions. Or if you need encouragement in this area, this is not a place where I'm going to say, you know, I'm really ashamed of you. I really think you should be further along in your walk than that. that that's not how it is. Everybody is in this together. We all need the same Jesus, the same empowering, the same equipping. This prayer is for all of it. We're in this together. So it's not any of it is beneath someone. Let me invite you into something that's happening right now. I am a part of a 21-day journey of prayer with Bay Area Church through the Psalms of Ascent. I have created for them and alongside them a daily prayer journal that's just a free printable. And you can access it at my website, uh, sheyearns.com, and just jump in. You can download each page. So if you wanted to start today, you could just do that. It doesn't really matter. These have been especially helpful to people because I think it offers them a focus, the sense that they're not alone, and it's a daily discipline. So I post it on Facebook, I give the link, and then you can just go there and get it. Or you can just go straight to the website. But it's free, and it's pretty, it has a cover, it's free for you to use if you're just trying to get started or you want to do something, especially right now during this time, that's accessible to you. This emphasis comes out of a vision that our pastor brought before us to fast and pray during this time, what he's asked us to do is to take one meal during the day to go before the Lord to read his word and to pray. So this is what my whole family's doing. I didn't even ask them to do this and say, Mama says this is what we're doing. They just decided, okay, this is what they're asking us to do. This is what I want to do. So they decided what they were doing and they are taking the schedule. I absolutely believe and trust that God will honor their seeking. I don't know how all this worldwide stuff is going to work out. I'm not sure how we personally are going to be impacted. I do not assume we're going to escape trouble and difficulty. But the most important element, as I understand Christianity, is to know what the main thing is and to keep the main thing the main thing. And this is it, to seek the Savior and to listen to what He says. That's the first strategy for finding peace and purpose in the middle of real life. The second one is to pursue what strengthens. This prayer from the writer of Hebrews calls on God to strengthen and make you what you ought to be and equip you. That's going to be difficult if you and I are wallowing in worry or trying to wash all our problems away with human coping mechanisms. This is not a time to drink your worries about unemployment away. We can't escape what our realities are, but we can be strengthened in the process. We can freed our souls and utilize this time we've been given rather than waste it. For instance, there is a fabulous series on this very book. It's by John Piper. They're audio files. You can download it for $5. I'm going through it for the second time. I just put it in. I put my headphones in and I listen as I'm walking. This feeds my soul in the downtime. Do you need to get some exercise? It's another thing you can do to pursue what strengthens. Do you need to work on some relationships? Because this is a good time to do that. Do you need to clean up your environment that you're living in, literally, because you can't think in a messy one? (laughs) Some people are that way. I'm kind of that way. Do you need to come up with some activities that will distract your people from worrying and perseverating on the news? Those puppies I was telling you about have to be watched constantly. They have to be walked often and taken outside to go to the bathroom until they learn how to do it. We are too busy to worry about when school is going to start again or be bored that there's no ball practices or to think about the dire situation that's going on around the world. There's just too much 
to do. It's been a good distraction for them. Also, going through some old pictures and dealing with that mess, I think I mentioned that before in a, in a previous podcast, it seems like a waste of time when you first think about it. But through the years, I've noticed, especially by my adopted children, they've looked at the albums that I've finished. So many times, the plastic covers are not functioning well anymore. Somehow, I believe it feeds their souls. So I'm using the time I didn't have to get more of these things available to them because I think it's perfect right now. I think for them, it just strengthens them. Find what strengthens you really from the inside out and do that. And think about your other people. How can you be a part of strengthening them? Because that's part of our role. In the meanwhile, we're going to need to adjust our mindset to simply accept his shepherding. So the third strategy is to accept his shepherding. We're told in these verses that he is the great shepherd of the sheep. We're often spoiled because we get to call the shots in our lives. At least we think we do, but not today. We have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. Possibly not even by the end of the day and for sure not next week. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. He knows. So it requires us to bend our can-do, I'm-in-charge spirits. And the writer of Hebrews may have felt the same resistance by the people he was writing to. Which I find interesting because in the next verse after the amen, so be it, in his prayer, he makes this plea in verse 22. I call on you, brethren, to listen patiently and bear this message of exhortation and admonition and encouragement, for I have written to you briefly. He's asking them to be patient and to bear this message, which is a call to fortitude and courage in the midst of adversity. That's what the message of Hebrews is. It turns out we're not much different than these 2,000 years later. It's still hard to find peace and to live out our purpose in the stuff of real life. They found it difficult too. What we need is a good shepherd to lead us, and that's what our God assures us He is. So because we can rest in who He is, in our present, that He is powerfully able, which we were reminded of in this prayer, to meet any and every challenge, even those that we cannot see to fight against, including the one we're facing, then we can trust that he can work in and through us, which was also in that prayer. The final strategy that you and I can utilize during this time in our regular life is to look for opportunities in your current situation for God to work in and through you, because he is concerned about that. I've been praying about this personally because I believe it to be true. So the first thing I noticed, my pastor made this announcement about beginning this prayer journey through the Psalms of Ascent. He said, and and I'm just watching him present this to the body, and I'm receiving it when they are. And he said there was going to be a guide available online. So I went immediately to the guide to see what he was speaking of. And it's just a little calendar. It has a passage directed there. Maybe a prayer thought. It was like something went to ding in my brain. He said to the people, he said, what you need to get is a journal and sit down with the Lord and just write. And I thought, they don't have that. What if they had that? What if I provided that? Now, I've never done that before. I've never... I've never done that where you could download it. I've produced a couple of those, but I thought I could do that. That's that's one way I could help. So I went to my computer and I like graphics and I thought I could maybe try this and just see if they would be interested. So I put it on my website. I put it on Facebook on my page and then talked to the uh, women's minister about making it available. And several people have really appreciated that and benefited from it. 
And so that is one way. God is using me in a small way with a group of people right now to come on board with something He had already set in motion. That is just an example of how God is working in and through me in my current situation right where I am. And also, because I've been walking those new dogs all over my neighborhood, around and around, I've encountered some different people in the neighborhood because everybody's outside getting out in the fresh air periodically. So I got myself invited to a BYOB and a lawn chair with some other moms in the neighborhood which I normally would not have been uh, even associating with because I'm not out and about. I don't have that kind of time. And I've been wanting to get to know these women. And honestly, right now, they're not going to come to one of my events or read one of my reading plans on YouVersion. They're just not. I, I don't have the relationship. So I took my Dr. Pepper wearing my yoga pants down there and I sat with them outside six feet apart for about an hour in one of their backyards. And I'm so glad I did because one of them is in great need and I can act on that need and follow up today and beyond. And I would have missed it. I would not have known about the need if I had just continued to walk my dogs around and never encountered her on that level. If I'd have turned my nose up and flashed my ministry business card or just tried to give them a copy of one of my books, there would have been no relationship and no invitation. But right now, I have an open door and it's only because we're in this awful situation at home where no one can go anywhere. We're sort of stuck with each other. We have to get to know each other. Glory to God. Where's God placed you? I would encourage you to pray about it. Here is what we know from experience. God does not preserve you for your own pleasure and joy, but for His glory. He is working His purpose in and through you. That is what Hebrews is teaching us. Open your eyes. Look around. What might He be preparing for you right now? Not for when this whole thing blows over, but as you are going through it. Only God is going to be able to bring us through. Only He can accomplish in you what is pleasing in His sight through Jesus. So be sure to keep the main thing the main thing. Pursue what strengthens you and avoid what tears you down. Accept His shepherding from the great shepherd and look for opportunities for God to work in and through you wherever you are. And I look forward to being with you in a week. Don't forget to come hang out with me on social media during this time because I'm still around and I would love to interact with you that way. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith Podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week. I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier to make sure you get it. Please remember, rate, review, and share the podcast. You're the one that makes the impact. And you never understand the difference your suggestion could make in the life of another person just by recommending and sharing the resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself. It's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify. It's so easy. Or put it in your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember, there's more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheearns.com where you're going to find reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange. It is always a pleasure to meet you here.